today i've got all kinds of good stuff jess has all kinds of good stuff we surely have an entertaining program for you today at least i think we do you have reached the bushels and barrels program my name is ryan peter bushels and barrels on tiktok and twitter is where you can find me ryan peter on facebook but i it's facebook as usual i am joined by mrs bushels and barrels say hello jessica hello jessica how are you doing today i'm great are you glad to be back on the air yeah I think it's time. It's time to get back in the groove of every week, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, we had an excuse for not last week because we had just got back from... Mexico. Mexico. How'd you like that trip? <laughs> it was beautiful. It was wonderful. It was relaxing. It was romantic. It was warm. It was very warm. So warm. Yeah. We went down to a secrets resort down in... Uh, Maroma Beach. Yeah. Maroma Beach. Yes. Yeah. It was a great time. Went with uh, Cody and Nicole and then a, a couple, a few other great people from uh yeah. from only it was it was just a blast it just you know you don't know how much you miss warm weather until you get back in warm weather <laughs> and i almost had to drag you out of the house because you were like ah, i've got so much work to do and i don't need to be going right now yada yada even though you know it was i worked up to the very end we sit here in the sunroom and we talk about going somewhere warm every january and that was the <laughs> this is the first january we've ever went anywhere warm yep so, so that was the plane we had to catch a couple Fridays ago. Yes. Was heading to Cancun. Which was hilarious because we left an hour and a half after everyone else left. The other four people that were going the same day we were. And uh, we still made it. So In plenty of time. And they just sat <laughs> yeah. at the airport with their thumbs up their rear ends. Oh, but. just cracking up because... We, we made it. And, and, and you know, rush. another thing that I, I do want to say to our wonderful audience is I have said in the past on this program that I would be very nervous about going to Mexico because of cartels and, mm -hmm. you know, you hear about the violence and things like that. Yeah. There was not one time, not even once, that I remotely felt unsafe down there. From right. the time we got off the airplane, went through customs, got outside the airport to where we would catch our bus to take us to the resort. Yeah. I don't even recall in the middle of, uh, in the median of the of the highway that went there seeing the guards like we did the first time we went with the uh -huh. with the big ass machine guns and we stuff. We did see that the first time. Yeah, yeah. we saw a lot of that. But we didn't Back see in it this time. No, we didn't see it this time at all. And of course, once we got on the resort, we didn't leave. Was, we didn't leave. Yeah, yeah I, we didn't go anywhere yeah. we of course everything you could possibly want to do is on that resort and their food their room service was fantastic it was phenomenal yeah the room service was great the rest of the you're not a, you don't have a very large palate no so, i don't so you don't eat a whole lot of anything no. other than your potatoes and burgers <laughs> right right <laughs> or your steaks and i'm, I'm and a burgers. meat and taters type of guy yeah and there's nothing just, wrong with that it's just whenever you go out and if you know your lady likes a fancy dinner every now and then it's kind of hard to please the man which you know he's typically forking over the change to have your meals <laughs> but this place you know is all inclusive so yeah yeah but i mean at the same time like it's it's not a fun experience for you if you don't enjoy fine dining every now and then <laughs> Okay. Okay. Very well. But so, you know, the most important part of the whole resort was the beach. 
Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. or the, the warm weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. We were in bathing suits and flip flops and clear water. Man, that oh, water was my beautiful. Gosh. Oh my gosh! Never been. I've never been anywhere so beautiful. Yeah. So I've heard there's there's beautiful places, other places than where we were at, but it was it was a sight to see. So. Yes, yes. Um, but that's where we were at. We left on Saturday. We got yeah. back on Wednesday. Yeah. And I'd had, obviously, since I was out of town, I did zero show prep, so I didn't have anything last week. Right. And we were just rushing around trying to get back caught up and everything. So do you want to tell anybody about our, our couple's massage? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, the massage, it's... <laughs> <laughs> No, I have never had a massage in my life, right? Like ever in my life. So we're going through, you know, our first morning we wake up there and we're going through all this stuff. And I'm like, they're, they recognize that it was our anniversary. So they've got all these deals and packages and, you know, things that we could try. So I'm reading off this entire menu of items you can do. And one's like a, a chocolate scrub wrap and seaweed, you know, soak or something. And, and Ryan is like, man, we should try some of this stuff just to say we did it. And so, um, now we had to pay for that extra stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, supposedly there were discounts and there weren't really discounts. But anyway, that's I think they used that language barrier to their benefit. Um, we will know next time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyways, we, we went it. But you're worth it, Ryan. You are worth well, it. Well, thank you. Yeah. And so we signed up for a couple's massage and then like a fit fit and trim body scrub and hydrotherapy <laughs> and now that hydrotherapy <laughs> boy so can you tell just briefly tell them about our hydrotherapy experience okay so i don't have any idea what hydrotherapy is it sounds really relaxing right <laughs> so the first thing okay so this is let me walk you through what we had to do we, we check into the spa uh-huh. and they lead jess to a female's locker room and me to a male's locker room there was no transgender locker room that i could find but anyway this man is holding a towel as i get in the locker room and and he uh he puts the towel down picks up a robe and says get undressed (laughs) and i'm like excuse me in broken english (laughs) yeah exactly exactly now excuse me get undressed yes get undressed so here i am you know you paid for it. You're married to it now. You got to go through. And I, I stripped down. I mean, completely nude. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this man, obviously, he wasn't like staring at me. But still, I Wait, don't, this I was don't not do the, that. That was when we were getting ready for the massage. That was whenever we were getting ready to go to Hydra. Oh, that's right. Because you weren't naked for the. That's right. The hydrotherapy. <laughs> I just walked in and put my shirt in a locker or yeah. whatever. Okay, so back to the hydrotherapy. I'm yeah. sorry. So you have your bathing suit on. We do have robes on, but or towels. And then we we walk into the sauna. The sauna. And they're like, I have never been in a sauna. We were supposed to show up an hour early, but we showed up forty minutes early. And um, they show it. They they're like ten minutes in. We've got to rush through this because you <laughs> didn't show up on time. So, anyways, ten minutes in the sauna immediately. The sauna got there. was one hundred and fifty degrees. Mm-hmm. Is either one forty. I had a thermometer in there. It either said one forty five or one fifty. Mm-hmm. It was like sitting in a in a car in the middle of July in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah, you know, with the windows up. It we was were, just freaking hot. We were sweating right after that. So in ten minutes, you're just sweating your ass off. Yeah. Well, they lead you straight out of there. <laughs> To what they call the bucket shower. And I'll let me explain to you what a bucket shower is. It's exactly what it sounds like. They have a shower head with a, I don't know, I'd call it a three-gallon bucket attached right below the shower head. The the shower head runs, would you call it lukewarm water? I would say it's lukewarm. Yeah. 
maybe room temperature. They they fill the bucket up with three gallons of lukewarm water. The the bucket has a chain on it. You pull it, it turns the bucket over, and the shit goes all over you. So there we are, standing Sweating under this bucket. Sweating our asses off. <laughs> and then not even knowing what kind of water is getting... And, and Jess and I, they made us stand right there together. So we're, you know, chest so to chest. So we're facing, facing each other under yep. this bucket. Ryan, I made Ryan pull it because I'm not about to pull it. Pull the chain. Pull the chain. <laughs> This lukewarm water just falls over us. I scream like a baby girl. <laughs> I, and, and we're laughing. Like, I am I just got the chills thinking about that again. So then we walk into the steam room that has like aromatherapy and whatever. It is nothing. Is it called a steam room? It was called a steam room. Yeah. I'm thinking it should have been called a vapor room. Yeah. Because it was nothing but like 100%, 150% humidity and steam and vapors. <laughs> Yeah, it was so damn steamy, you almost couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah, it was crazy. It was hard to breathe. I had to put my hand yeah. over my mouth to breathe in there. We were in yeah. there for seven minutes. Yeah. And it's pretty hot in there, too. And you I say? loved it. I, it was it was extremely hot, but extremely hard to breathe. And then you get got used to it. And if you control your breathing. And I liked the way it made my eyelids feel and my nostrils. I could have lived without that. Both of us looked at each other like... I think I'm drooling. I yeah. said, I think I'm drooling. I think it's coming out of my mouth and I don't know it, but I think it was just all the steam. <laughs> I have no clue. So we're in there for seven minutes, get good and hot again, mm-hmm. you know, and steamy. Mm-hmm. And then they walk you right out of the steam room and, and basically walk you over to a pool. But this pool has two, what I'm going to call is looks like rectangle hot tubs. It's about half the size of a normal hot tub. Okay. Be. And it's yeah. got steps down into it with a handrail. Yep. He warns you. He says, we're going to walk into both of these. But the first one here is the cold water bath. So he instructed us to walk down the steps. When you get to the bottom, dunk your head, your whole body completely underwater, then walk back out. This water, I guarantee you, was like 40 degrees. It was. It was ice cold water. So here you are sweating your ass off because you're hot already from the steam room. And you're expected (laughs) to walk down into this 40 degree water and just dunk yourself. Yep. Jess did it first. And I'm like focused. I'm like mind over matter at this point. This is, I am here for the intensity. I am all in. So I'm, I'm going and I. She was way more excited than I was about this part because I was not excited about walking into 40 degree water. So she was mind over matter. And then here, here I am. I watch her do it. I mean, you could tell it bothered her, but she was a champ. Yeah. And now it's my turn. And I'm sitting here. I'm not mind over matter. I'm like, well, I paid for it. I guess I got to freaking do it. <laughs> so I walk in there and once again, dunk myself. I In 40 Instant water. shock. Yeah. Like yep. I just go into almost instant shock. Mm-hmm. I couldn't grab that handle to get out of there fast <laughs> enough and get the hell out of that water. It was awful. It was so cold. Mind you, before we go to this place, I had been seeing like ice bucket people people dunking themselves in an ice bucket and controlling their breathing and everything like months before we did all of this stuff so i'm like okay they say to control your breathing so that's what i did i just like mind over matter controlled my breathing dunked myself in this cold water and then immediately into like 90 degree water yeah and then they walk you over to the next pool that looks exactly like it yeah but it's got hot water in it yeah and that felt really good yeah (laughs) and then they're like okay change for your massage yeah so that's whenever we go back to the locker room and that guy's sitting there holding a towel he drives me off sets a towel down grabs a robe and says get naked yeah i'm like what yeah I've never gotten naked so in front Ryan, of another man. Ryan walks out of this locker room and we meet back up and it's like five minutes, you know, and Ryan looks at me with like pure, I don't know. It wasn't excitement. It was almost fear. He looks at me 
and he mouths to me. He doesn't talk to me. He mouths to me. I'm naked. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing on. I'm like, me either. Let's just do it. Let's go. No, you didn't say let's do it. Okay. Well, no. I mean, like, like, let's go. Let's, let's, I'm here for it all. So anyways, we walk into this chamber looking room and it's got two beds and they're like telling us what to do and everything. I've never seen Ryan run so fast to get under a sheet, butt naked. Well, I just, okay. So this room has two women in it. They now, granted, left, they had left they the room. Left the room. But the second they left the room, yeah. I didn't know when they were going to come back in. I didn't know if it was a deal where they walk out for 10 seconds and walk right back in. And I'm just, yeah. I, I just. It's an experience we will never, ever, ever forget. I will forever laugh at. We yep. had a great time. That was a good time. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I, yeah. I've never had a massage. And how those ladies knew, like, the knot and where it was at, be it in your back and your shoulder yeah. and your arm, your your calf, wherever it's uh-huh. at, they could just sit, they could find it, and they would push so damn hard, I wanted to scream, but it's like a pleasure pain, I guess. I, is, that's the only way I can explain it, right? right? It feels good, yeah. but yet it's kind of, it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, it's odd. I think people that get massages, like, are used to it, and they love that pleasure pain, I guess. Right, so, right. Yeah, anyways, it was it was very nice, it was relaxing. We actually had, had to take showers, because we got the fit and trim body scrub. Yep. <laughs> Which made us feel amazing. Like, yep. Then we had a pedicure. Oh, yeah. So, once again, me being naked in a bathrobe. Oh, yeah. And they didn't tell us to bring extra clothes. They did not. Somebody dropped the ball there. So, we were in our. All I had was my bathrobe. So, just, and this bathrobe went down just a little bit below my knees. Okay. (laughs) It's not like it went to the floor. So, I get on this this chair to get a pedicure, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, your your feet, your knees are kind of elevated a little bit to put your feet in the tub. Mm-hmm. For the pedicure, I notice whenever, and at this point, you're out in the open. Anybody that comes into the spa and walks by can look right over yeah. and see you in the pedicure chair. Anybody. Well, I'm sitting there trying to get situated in this short robe, and whenever I know, whenever I put my feet in this uh, this tub, anybody that walked by could see my cock and balls. Oh, Ryan. Guaranteed. Oh, gosh. What? That just startled me. I mean, you don't, Okay. Do you want me not to say that? No, it's fine. It's fine. Anyways, it's it's a true story. Yeah. And I, true so story. I'm sitting here trying to tuck this robe in various ways. As a matter of fact, I, I ended up finding a corner of the robe and shove it basically around like a cloth diaper. Anyway, they I just get you like a an towel. Idiot. They get they you finally a get towel. me a towel. Yeah. And we had so a then good... I wore it like I was yeah. a member of the Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah. So they dropped the ball on not telling us to bring extra clothes. So that's, that's what okay. happens when you take a, a farm kid to the yes. spa. Yes. So anyway. But we enjoyed it. We had it was such a good time. A, yeah, it was a good time. The most surprising thing that I heard, um, these women who were who stayed with us the entire time through massages and scrubs and showers and foot massages, all that. Um, the most surprising thing that Maria said to me was, I asked about Santa, how, how did Christmas go and everything and how did, you know, did the kids get a lot from Santa? And what she had portrayed to me was Santa is garbage. And it's not about Jesus, and that's what we try to make it about at our home. That's what I gathered from her. It's not about Jesus? No, that that Christmas in the States is so focused on Santa Claus. Oh, okay. That's not what you just said. That is all garbage, and that it is not focused on Jesus. Yes. So she, she was saying... She was saying that Santa is garbage. We focus on Jesus. We at our home focus on Jesus, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... 
Anyway, so, that was a good time. Hey, yeah. uh, quick note. I, I I wanted to say this earlier, like uh-huh. right at the top of the show. Uh, I was on the Shark Farmer podcast here last week, and I just, I was so humbled to be asked to be on that show. I, I can't even tell you. I, Rob Sharkey, his wife, Emily, just two of the best people you could ever talk to. Sitting there talking to them, uh, it's like you've talked to somebody for years and years and years. And I must say, that was probably the best interview I've ever given. Uh, on any podcast anywhere it was just so much fun and just telling telling my story about oil so if you haven't checked that out I, I really think you'd enjoy it it's only 52 minutes yeah and I think it's something that most people would really enjoy listening to if I did I laughed out loud yeah but Rob is a funny guy I'm married to you and I'm proud of you so it's fun to hear you tell people and there's so many more details you could go into but it was it was a good it was yeah. a good listen yeah. yeah so i was on that podcast well whenever he recorded that he recorded the podcast that he puts up on all his major platforms just like we do here but also we recorded uh a, a version that was going uh, that is on xm satellite radio which is super cool so that's awesome on the rfd network so yeah. I, it was just a wonderful opportunity i was completely and totally humbled uh, to be on it. And I just want to extend a one more thank you to Rob and Emily for asking me to be on. Yeah, that's nice. It was great. Yeah. I think so, you did a great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where are we going now? You got some emails or anything? I do. And there were a lot of people are asking if you're going to the farm show in Louisville. I am or, going. Or Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> I will be at the farm show in Louisville. Louisville. Okay. I tentatively, I think I'll go down on Friday morning and come home Sunday. Okay. So. Herb, I want to know. Yep. I think that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So there you have it. Yes. Uh-huh. We also got um, a lot of uh, a lot of emails in the last week and a half. We really have. I mean, just people saying that they love the show. Also, we need to know where you guys are from. Don't yes. forget. Don't forget to put where you're from because it, it's so fun to to see where everybody is from listening from and all that good stuff. So socials and barrels one mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And mm-hmm. like Bill O'Reilly used to say, name in town, name in town, name in town. <laughs> we need to know where you're from. Yeah. I, I want to know. Yeah. Um, we did have one email that stood out to us. We had some New York request songs. So we, we made a decision yep. on that. We had some good ones, but we didn't make a decision on that. Um, this this prayer request came through and his name is Dustin. And Dustin is actually ginger nurse, Frank, frank the tank on tiktok so i i looked him up before before we started so anyways his brother doug has been diagnosed with colon cancer um late fall last year and um sounds like he's been going through a tough time around christmas so keep him in mind for prayer specifically pray for that colon cancer and uh the doctors and surgeons to be mindful of where they're at um I would pray specifically for the doctors and surgeons to see exactly where they need to go and what they need to treat. Um, yes. And also the the treatments for Doug yep. to be there and available and peace for his family, peace and joy for his family. That's right. Buddy, so, you got a lot of people right now that just said a prayer for him. And yeah. uh, we we hope that he gets completely healed mm-hmm. in, in remission the name of Jesus. and all gone. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. We'll believe that for you and stand stand in that promise that, um, well, let's just let's just believe in, in healing for Doug. Yep. As okay. well as anybody that faces that awful disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, I had somebody tell me to do a deep dive into into the Illinois HB fifty four seventy one. If nobody pays attention to Illinois and what's going on with Pritzker, well, I think we briefly talked about it last time. Uh, the the gun law. Yes. You know, the unconstitutional gun law um, and all of those dang counties that are not going to prosecute anybody. Mm-hmm. And then Pritzker's coming out and saying, hey, we know that these these um, counties have decided, the sheriffs and the state's attorneys have decided not to prosecute, but it's ultimately up to the state police. So he makes... No, it's not. He makes absolutely no sense when he speaks. So um, anyways, there is a TRO for people who don't know what that acronym is for it is a temporary restraining order um put on this new quote law and do you remember the tro that tom devore filed for against the masks yes i do okay so that was put in place in february of 2022 but remember the schools didn't pay attention to it right because of the fear-mongering because they're scared of, of donut right yeah so anyways there is a tro put in place um I don't know if anybody has actually had fines, fees, and otherwise court cases against them. I don't know if this is happening, like if they are actually instituting all of these new rules and regulations in Chicago. I'm not sure. Um, or if they've filed any charge. I don't know. But there is a TRO for the people that are in that class. And there's class two action. other court cases. <laughs> One of them is federal that will go on in Benton, Illinois, uh, coming up. But that's... That federal ones, you know, the the wheels of justice turn really slow there. You see in Facebook, I follow Tom DeVore on Facebook, and there's only a few things that I like to get on Facebook for, and Tom DeVore is one of them. That's the easiest way I can see what the latest update is. And I wish I would have gotten on Facebook before Wednesday to look at, there was a court case, it was an open hearing about this case, or one of the cases, in Carmi, and it was on Wednesday. And I would have, oh. I would have went to that had I known, but, okay. but I think Facebook is so tricky that they show you, you know, like three days later right? or whatever. Oh I, yeah. I just, he didn't show up in my immediate feed that I'm on there for two minutes. So I didn't see it. Sure. So anyways, but anyway, I, I, good people are pushing back. Yep. I mean, I, I wish, <laughs> I wish during COVID and the mask thing, I wish people would have pushed back as hard and as fast as what they did is what they have Regarding guns. Well, I, I think that shows the the openness and the awakeness that we're seeing in the American public, you know, saying, uh, well, this yeah. is unconstitutional, just like the mask stuff, just like the COVID stuff. It's all tyranny. It is from liberal Democrats. Right. Yep. That's so. exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, uh, a, a listener ask me a question. Okay. So you remember, see, the last week or two weeks ago, Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat, New York. The guy that... Re- <sighs> the reparations guy. Well, and this week he went... Okay, let me finish. Go ahead and finish what you're saying. Okay. Yes, I know, Hakeem. Okay, so so a couple <laughs> weeks ago, you know, Hakeem Jeffries said that we need to follow South Af- Africa's lead and pay black people reparations of $4,600 a piece, which led to yeah. all kinds of questions. Like, where did that na- where did that number come from? Uh, is there a, a, a socioeconomic status you must be in in order to get that, a.k.a. if you are LeBron James, do you still get this when you're an uber millionaire mm-hmm. versus a person that lives in the ghetto, doesn't have a pot to piss in a window to throw it out of? Well, David from the greater Bone Gap area asked me a question. Regarding that, mm. he uh, he asked about Oreos. Do they get twenty three hundred dollars? I hope you could all hear my sigh. 
It's a legit question. Absolutely, it's a legit question. There is no answer. And, and then there's and, not and an then, answer. And then if the Oreo has a kid, does their kid get a quarter of it? <sighs> I'm just saying. This is how absurd this crap is. And he just demonstrated absurdity by being absurd. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I didn't ask the question. I'm just repeating the question that got asked to me. Okay. So mm-hmm. thank you, David, from the Greater Bone Gap area. Yeah. That's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Actually, is it he not from the Greater Browns area? <laughs> uh, he lives in the Greater Bone Gap area as well. Which, which I'm pretty sure he can north. see the Bone Gap water tower from his house, too. It's just south of the of the Bone Gap yes, area. Yes, exactly. Browns is just south, yeah. located south right. of the Greater Bone Gap area. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, oh, what shoot. were you going to say about Hakeem? Oh, that he had um, recommended Schiff and Swalwell to the to the intelligence board. And I have a soundbite. Okay. But not of okay. Hakeem, but I do have a soundbite of Kevin yeah. McCarthy coming up here. I, you yeah. know. I mean, he sent a letter to Hakeem saying, saying I'm sorry, but. Um, no. Yeah. Essentially. I'm sorry, but no. Yeah. I, I tell you what, guys. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. You remember when, <laughs> whenever, it's two or three weeks ago, whenever this whole, uh, it's, yes. what a debo- uh, it wasn't yes. a debacle, but the, the, the process of trying to establish who was going to be speaker yes. and everything. And I, I verbally said on this program, and I own that I said it, that I didn't think that Kevin McCarthy would probably be very good. I, I just think he's going to be a letdown like Paul Ryan, letdown like uh, yeah. John Boehner. Yeah. I just figured we're going to just stick with the norm here. Mm-hmm. I have to rescind a little bit of that comment. He is kicking some serious ass. And I think that's why the holdouts were holding out, making sure that he was going to do that He's going to kick some yeah. ass. He is kicking some serious liberal ass right now mm-hmm. by way of getting Swalwell off the intelligence committee, getting Schiff off the intelligence committee. Shifty Schiff. And now, now Schiff is going to run for Senate. You heard that, right? Oh, good luck. You know what? I say good <laughs> luck. Hell, in California, anything can happen for a liberal Democrat. That's true. But, uh, you know, I, I, hell, we can go right into that soundbite, I guess, right now, because we're talking about it. What? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about a few other things before we got into the news, but that's okay. Well, we can, go right we can keep right on rolling here. So, so, you know George Santos. Yeah, the guy who's been like he completely accused of all kinds of supposedly he fraud. completely lied about everything to get himself elected. He's a Republican. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. I haven't really kept up a whole lot with that story, but he supposedly lied to all his constituents all the way through the campaign, and he ended up getting elected. And now these lies have all came out that he's told, and blah blah this, blah blah that. Well, a a a. Reporter Ed from uh, NPR, I believe, is either PBS or NPR, I cannot remember, uh, asked uh, McCarthy about this on Tuesday and said, basically, you know, you're accusing Schiff of lying, you're confusing, accusing uh, Swalwell of lying and saying they can't have a post in the Intelligence Committee, but you have George Santos over here lying, but you're not saying anything about that. And this is what he said, and this is a good answer. Intel committee is is Santos on the Intel committee? Am I allowing shift? Am I allowing shift to be on other committees? Go right ahead. Respectfully, thank you. Because you have direct power over who goes on Intel, but you also will be able to raise for your full house. Taking off other Democrats, perhaps Representative Omar. But you have said that lying to us. Is something that means you should be removed from the intelligence committee, but why is it not a factor? Well, let me be very... This is a man who should not be on committee, something you do have power of. 
he's got elected by his district. So, okay, let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. Thank you. No, no, let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? Lied. What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the Intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America, and I will always put them first, all right? And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because <laughs> you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there. That committee? And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. So this has nothing to do with Santos. Santos is not on the Intel Committee. But you know what? Those voters elected Schiff, even though he lied. Those voters elected Swalwell, even though he lied to the American public, too. So you know what? I'll respect his voters, too, and they'll serve on committees. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverence because integrity matters to me. Absolutely. That's the answer to your yeah. question. I Boom! Yeah. No, that was fantastic. <laughs> and remember, Fang Fang is no longer, like, we can't find her. Where's yeah, the Chinese spy, Feng Fang. Right, that he that was sleeping Swalwell with. Swalwell was sleeping with. He's he was, having sex with her. Yeah. He was cheating on his wife with a Chinese spy. And if you think for a second that China didn't set this up from the get-go before he was even in Congress, that was an inside... You know, kudos to China. Mm -hmm. Kudos to China. They found a very, very, very weak individual mm -hmm. who they had a pretty good suspicion was going to end up with some big-time power, and know a lot of national security secrets. And God knows what he must have told that woman, mm. that now China has that information. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have any idea if it's nuclear nuclear secrets, military secrets, uh, actions that we're doing in other countries to try to avert wars in other countries. It's hard telling. But these are the these people do not belong in the Intel Committee. And I was critical of Kevin McCarthy. What he just said is nothing you would ever have heard John Boehner say. 
nothing that Paul Ryan was that right right there was leadership. Yeah. And telling this person in the media shove it up your ass without actually saying shove it up your ass well i mean he was very respectful and politically correct in doing so yeah you know even though it's not it's not the answer that they were looking for but um he was with all due respect you know with all due respect being respectful i'm, I'm being respectful it's not up to you to answer or say that i haven't answered your question because it's not the answer they don't want I, or it's yeah it's not the answer they don't want yeah these people are mm. sick adam schiff is just a joke Old pencil neck, as Rush used to call him. (laughs) Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. What else you got on your agenda? I know we skipped to some news there and didn't. Yeah. It just kind of fell into place. No, we have a big announcement to talk about. We do. Do you want to? Let's wait till the end of the show. Okay. All right. Keep people hanging. That's right. Just hang them on. But the big announcement we told you (laughs) uh, we would have in January, we have at the end of the show. So stick around listen to it nice okay did you see any of the project veritas videos that came out oh my gosh like late (laughs) this Pfizer explain to the people explain to our wonderful listeners what that was about okay so if essentially this guy and project veritas I don't know how they do it they they've got some great actors that set these meetings up I don't know if they're dates some of them are dates but this guy just spills everything to this Project Veritas reporter, and it's, he works for Pfizer, and pretty much he just admits to doing gain-of-function research at the Pfizer labs. And trying to figure out ways to... They're creating, they are creating the virus in the Pfizer lab so that they can create the vaccine for that virus. Mm -hmm. Tell me you're not going to release that to the public without telling me here. Well, I mean, they're creating problems so that they can make money fixing them. Exactly. Is what they're doing. Just like the government. And they're toying with human lives. And all in the name of what? And I love profitability, but I love moral profitability. I don't like immoral profitability. That is immoral. Figuring out ways to make people sick so you can charge them to cure them? It is mind-blowing that no, like the, did Fox and Friends say anything about it this morning? Uh, I I didn't watch enough Fox and Friends to know. I I don't think so. I really don't think so. Twitter is a mess with it right now. Oh, my gosh. Well, Pfizer on Twitter has turned off their comments since January 26th. So yeah. that was yesterday. Yep. But, I, I mean, yeah, see, and I <laughs> I, I cannot stand Pfizer. If if my doctor, I, I, I tell you what, if if, if my doctor would, would prescribe anything from Pfizer, I, would, I think I would probably just remain sick. I, th- that is, it is awful what they've done here. Or what they are doing, creating viruses so they can create cures. That's just like me or Pfizer holding a rattlesnake, letting it bite you just so they can sell you the the rattlesnake venom vaccine. Yeah. it's, It's the same damn thing. Absolutely it is. It's the same thing that happened in Wuhan. Yes, I mean, and this guy said, admitted all this stuff started at mm-hmm. Wuhan. Yeah, this is what we're taking the playbook from them, and and you know, I, but you gotta you gotta remember all the connections with the FDA and then the Pfizer and the Moderna guys, people that were on the FDA board or on the Moderna board and Pfizer board, and and vice versa. It's it's all it's all connected, and it's awful. Yes, it's not truthful. No, and it doesn't help the people of the. They keep us sick so that we can use their products. To be a all-time, lifetime customer. Patient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Wow. So, and you know, Western medicine as in where we're at, right, where we're at in the States, like people only believe what they are told by their MD or by their family practitioner and everything. And I don't believe that anymore. And if anything, all of this stuff has created this portal in our brain that says, now, wait a second. Why would I believe you now? That's right. Why would I trust you and what you say now? Because you have been trained by these people. You've been paid by these people to keep us sick. Like, and you don't even know it because you're, you were trained by them to know, to believe it is fact in your medical books and all that stuff. And then you're going to tell me that, you know, homeopathy doesn't work. (laughs) I like, don't know. Well, you know, think about and not every doctor and every nurse is exactly like this. I don't want to paint the I don't want to paint every single person in the medical industry with a broad brush. But damn, man. Please, doctors and nurses, don't be so arrogant as to think that we just because we didn't get a degree in something yeah. in medical aren't smart enough to put a couple dots together and go, wait a second. But that type of, of thought process right there that you just described is how it has been for so long. Oh, they exactly. look at us like we're dumb because we didn't get a doctor, a, an MD, or a medical a, degree. Or a registered nurse right. or a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. or whatever. And like I said, I am not painting every doctor and every nurse in that box, but there are, there are a lot of them that are in that box yeah and those are the ones i just cannot stand Mm -hmm. and what about the this vaccine stuff that's coming out now you know people are dying suddenly there was a form quote formal former as in november 22 he's was a free agent or something former nfl player passed away suddenly just thursday yeah yep Oh, we had that story a couple weeks ago. No, that was the Air Force guy. That was like two, but there's another one. Like of course, they're yesterday. They're he all died over suddenly Twitter. yesterday. He's yeah. 25 years old. Yeah, NFL player. Yep. That's Quote right. former, but I'm talking November 2022, which right. was just two months. Well, ago. Well, he played in the USFL last summer or last spring. Yeah. So he was. Well, anyway. <sighs> But, you know, the doctors push the, there's nothing, there is no evidence saying anything Nothing to about, see here, nothing to yeah. see here. There's no evidence. there's so much to see here. Right. Strokes are now being linked to it. And then um, yeah. the Bell's palsy, they're talking about that and the heart inflammation. Hey, this this and is a this is a perfect way to transition into this story. The Damar Hamlin conspiracy now. Oh. So for those of you that like a conspiracy. Did we talk about Damar when, no, because this didn't happen, right? We've talked to Demar, we've talked about Demar on the program. That okay. was three weeks ago that okay. he he fell down dead and got resuscitated on the yeah. field in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, okay. So tell right. tell our wonderful listeners what is the conspiracy right now? I think everybody knows. If you're not, I bet I bet my dad doesn't know. He's we got a lot of people that's not necessarily on TikTok and on Twitter and everything to read all this stuff like we okay. do. Yeah. So tell them what's the conspiracy. What what is going on? So supposedly. Nine days after Damar Hamlin had been, was it nine days or 18 days? Anyways, a few weeks after, two weeks after maybe, Damar Hamlin had been CPR'd on, resuscitated twice, and been in the hospital for a few days. Nine minutes of CPR. <clears throat> nine minutes of CPR. Um, supposedly, he walks into the NFL stadium. He sits in a box. This is Sunday. Just doesn't show Sunday. his face. No interviews, no, you know, selfie saying, hey, I'm here at the game. Nothing like that. Supposedly, this is not him showing up at this NFL game. Okay. That's okay. The, and game, then, the game was the Bengals versus the Bills last Sunday 
I want to make a note. I don't know what to think of all of this stuff. I am not a medical professional. I am not stupid, but I don't know what to think about all this stuff. I'm just telling you what I've heard, what I've seen other people saying, and it is... So the problem is, though... This DeMar Hamlin did not walk into the NFL stadium. This is a possible clone. Uh, He's possibly dead, and they're not telling us. Uh, All because why? There's two reasons why this conspiracy theory started. The first is this game was on Fox, and Fox would not zoom in on the guy's face up in the suite that he was in. Yeah. And this guy had a face covering, a COVID face covering. He won't show his face. He won't show his face. That is number one. Wore a face mask and sunglasses. And number two, he's cheering on the bills by whooping it up, lifting his hands above his head, clapping, trying to get the people around him riled up, you know, doing yeah. the raise the roof type action. And and so many people I've read said, now wait just a second. He had CPR for nine minutes. He had CPR for nine minutes. That guy's got to have broken and bruised lungs. And, and a, ribs. And sternum. Like mm-hmm. you, that, that would be, that would do so damn much damage. You mm-hmm. wouldn't be hooping and hollering with your hands going up and down like that. It would hurt too much. Mm-hmm. Then but you have he, other people saying, well, these. You're not 24 years old and in the best shape of your life. Right. And you don't have the type of medical care that he gets, which so is th- understandable. So then you that. take, you take that story yeah. right there. Okay. That conspiracy that it's not DeMar. It's, yeah. an, it's an impersonator. Right. That was at the game. So where's DeMar? Well, that evolved into, well, DeMar's dead. <laughs> Right. DeMar actually died on the field that day. Right. It's just the NFL doesn't want anybody to know it because it would kill their ratings and they got to finish the season out. Super Bowl's coming up here and everything. And why would it kill their ratings? Well, see, that's another good question. Why would they think it would kill the rate? That would, why, make more, that would make even more people watch. See, the thing of it is, is that the NFL mandated vaccines. So the people who were not vaccinated were ousted and doxxed by the NFL and certain other players. And think about Aaron Rodgers. And he got so blown up. I, I mean, Joe Rogan on Fox News and other in CNN were saying, this guy's taking horse paste. Don't listen to him. It's ivermectin. It's a horse paste. Right. It's a horse right. medication. It's an animal medication. Right. So then Aaron Rodgers comes out and he says, I believe I have the best immunity and that's natural immunity. I got over it and I didn't get sick and I'm not going to get vaccinated. Which he's right. Right. He's right. But anyway. But they pushed this. They mandated it for people to play. Right. And now it, it, people start to ask questions. Like because we did people, instantly is did this does this have something to do with his heart and the vaccine and how dare you question it and and you're not allowed to ask those questions right. but anyway right so now, now I'm reading conspiracy <sighs> theories of people who say he actually died on the field the the NFL will announce that he <laughs> dies suddenly two or three weeks after the Super Bowl like he's been a, like they're acting like he's alive right now and then they'll just act like he'll die suddenly now listen folks. I'm just telling you what the conspiracy theories are saying. Theories yeah. are saying. And then he's got a secret detail. Yeah, it's like he had secret service that brought him yeah. to the game. It was weird as shit. That is and weird. And when he got out of the car, he didn't look at a camera. I mean, you couldn't see. you. Ne- his, his, his eyes never made eye contact with the camera. Yeah. Which was weird in itself. Right. So, I mean, I get like, there's some weird stuff here. Jess and I have talked about this multiple times. And, you know, Jess really loves a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> I, my opinion, DeMar Hamlin is alive. I can't explain what happened at that Bills game where they didn't show his face, where he's he's yeah. raising the roof and, and yeah. really being active up there in the suite whenever you would think that he'd have at least severely bruised ribs from all that CPU. I can't explain that. 
But here's what I can th- here's what I can say. If DeMar Hamlin is dead, there are way too many people that know that. Somebody would have spilled know. the beans already. Somebody from a nurse at the hospital to one of his teammates Those to somewhere within the NFL. The NFL has a lot of money to keep people quiet. Like in the NDAs. I'm just And the saying, lawyers behind it. I'm just I, I'm saying. not saying that he is. And if he is, God rest his whole soul and we'll see him in heaven. But... Um, I don't know that he is. He's I don't got know that family. He He's got former teammates yeah. from college, his college days that didn't make the NFL that I'm sure he can get a hold of or vice versa. His mother is still alive. How would, how in the hell could you cover this up and his mother be able to go along with it? This time on American greed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I shouldn't joke about that, but when, from when, the football field to, yeah. <laughs> Right. The emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like when you add money into it, it changes people. Could somebody pay you enough to keep your mouth shut about Alden? God forbid. You dying. and me, you and me, we're different breed than, than some just, people that live in the city. I I'm just, not, I cannot, I cannot Ryan, imagine. Ryan, just explain. Here, I'm going to put it in layman's terms. When when a when a person passes away and they have an estate or they have an inheritance going to their children, those children, they be changing. They mean to each other. Okay. Big time. Big time. Why'd you start talking like that? I don't know. It's <laughs> Arkansas coming out in me. They're they're really they're money changes people. I agree with that. I agree with that. The money love, has the power the to change people. The love of money changes people, and they're so and you. You're suggesting that Demar Hamlin's mom may have been paid off just to keep her mouth shut about his actual death. Uh, it's a possibility. I'm not saying I'm. What do you think do you, about? Do you think, think Demar Hamlin? This. Do you think Demar Hamlin is alive or dead? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. And I don't know. I and and using just. Common sense, logic, and reasoning. What, what do you think? I'm not sure because it's so weird. Bushels and barrels one at gmail.com. Tell me what you guys think. Is Damar <laughs> alive or dead? I, I contend he's alive. You yeah. just have too many people that yeah. absolutely no way in hell every single one of them would keep their mouth shut. And I no agree. Way. I agree. I am on board with you 100% with that. I totally agree with you. I do think that there's some weird... I think that, you know, I just wait it out. I'm just going to wait it out because do I care enough? No, because if he is dead, like I said, we will see him in heaven and I'm okay with that. If he is not dead, it's just kind of weird that like this guy bundled up from head to toe is in a completely covered. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it was just weird. It was just a weird instance. I I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Nor do I really, I mean, I, we prayed for the guy whenever it happened and after it happened. And, um, we hope that he is healing and doing the things that his body is meant to do, which is heal after such a crazy, but think about the, the blowback the NFL would get because of this Pfizer stuff that's coming out because, because you know, Pfizer knew about these project Veritas leaks before they were actually leaked. Yeah, because I like, bet O'Keefe gave oh, them yeah. an opportunity to, to respond. respond. So they knew all this stuff was coming out, and it just so happened that this NFL guy just like passed out on the, you know, and he had to be resuscitated and all that, and he was on a ventilator or whatever. He was in bad shape in, right. in an ICU. Think about the blowback that the NFL would get having mandated vaccines 
the Pfizer stuff coming out saying we've been doing gain of function, yada, yada. And by the way, our vaccines don't actually work like we told you they did. And um, there was no really reason other than, you know, we convinced the NFL to get on board with us. The, a whole lot of the mm-hmm. entire United States, well, world, really. Yeah, the world. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, I mean, just think about that. It yeah. would It would look really, really, really bad. Yeah. And think about the medical expenses that they'll they would have to take care of, you know, to do all the heart. I don't know. Just right. I mean, that's a it's a, it's a lot. Moving on to think about. Okay, you're done with this one. All yeah. right. Yeah. I don't believe anything that I see on online or anything. I'm just kind of I'm skeptical of the entire situation. That's where I stand. Can I? I'm going to get into a story that I heard on the radio yesterday. Okay. Just on your, you know, I for those of you, most of you know, I listen to talk radio most all day or podcasts, one of the two. Well, whenever I'm listening to talk radio on the over-the-air airwaves, AM stations, the top and bottom of every hour, they've generally got news. So there was a story that I heard on the news yesterday. I had not heard about it anywhere else, but I heard it on the news yesterday. So all I'm doing is I'm painting a picture in my head. I haven't seen a picture of anything like of the real story. So the headline from the New York Post is this. Five Memphis cops charged with the murder of Tyree Nichols beating death. What do you instantly think about whenever you hear that? Where did your mind just instantly go? Five Memphis cops charged with the murder death of Tyree Nichols. Five cops murdered a guy. Okay. Tyree Nichols. What do you think? I have no idea who that is. Okay. Do you imagine Tyree Nichols is probably black because Tyree is not exactly a white person's name? I mean, yeah, but... I, so th- Okay, so I'm just telling you where my mind went. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Five five white cops killed a black guy. There you go. Okay. That's exactly where my mind went. Okay. Going down the road, just listening to the report because Tyree, you know, you just... That, that, Tyree. Tyree. Yeah. You mm-hmm. think that's a black guy. Nothing mm-hmm. against the name Tyree. It's not a bad name at all. Right. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I associate that with a black guy. It's not George or Brian or right. Ryan or Jessica or Ashley. Sure. <laughs> I'm- so I'm driving down the road and I hear this and I'm like, oh, great. Here comes the next George Floyd type thing. This time it's from Memphis and mm-hmm. now you're going to have riots and shit like that. BLM showing up. In, but yeah. that thought was fleeting. That's exactly where my mind was. Then they moved on to the next story, and I forgot about this one. Woke up this morning and opened up TikTok, or not TikTok, um, Twitter, to find this actual article from the New York Post and the picture associated with it. Mm. The five cops are black. Ah. Ah. Okay. You know what's funny? Not once on any news last night or this morning. Did they say black? Were they even talking about this story? Really? I guess a black life doesn't matter as long as another black man kills it, kills him or her. Huh. But there were five, these were five black cops. And I don't care if they're black or white. Personally, they killed a man, and, and if, if they're what found guilty. What did Tyree guilty, do? I don't know. I don't, oh, you didn't supposedly, okay. here in the next day or two, they're going to release the video Information. of what okay. happened. The videos of what happened. You know, I'm going I'm to guess probably body cams or the yeah. cam they have in the police car, whatever. I, I don't yeah. know. But it's just funny how last night, going to bed, I've, if I would have thought about this story, and you would have asked me last night, I would have said, yeah, sounds like five white cops beat a black guy to death again. Right. Here, here we here go, we George go. Floyd again. Yeah. 
Here we go. And then I woke up this morning to find, oh, well, nowhere in the story yesterday on the news did they tell me anything about the the uh, race of the of the cops that did the beating. Yeah. I used the word Tyree to decide that guy was probably black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. how polluted are our minds to well, have to go to that? I honestly think it's it's all planned for you to think that way. And for people to just get really up in arms about it and say, and you know, a lot of, a lot of liberal thinking people just read the headlines and they just talk about the talking points. Like Sean Hannity is the best at it. He just goes through talking points and that's it. He doesn't do his own journalism or anything like that. But going through the talking points here, there was a, you know, five cops just murdered Tyree, Mm -hmm. you know, justice for Tyree, but nothing else. Yeah. And yep. there's no other, there's no facts behind any. I think it's all planned and uh, just well, I, get you more ticked it, off just, about the police. It, it, for me personally, this morning, whenever I actually saw the picture associated with the article, mm-hmm. my jaw dropped. I was like, huh, boy, I, I'm wired. I, look how, and I guarantee to you right now, I'm not the only guy that heard that news report that didn't think the exact same right. way that I thought. Right. Yeah. So. Um, I'm with you there. I've. Mm-hmm. Got a cool TikTok that popped up mm-hmm. on my feed last night, and I've lo- uploaded it into the soundboard here. Okay. As you guys know, Jess and I are adamantly pro-life mm-hmm. and anti-abortion. And, you know, we, we've discussed many, many times of, of how important and how valuable and precious life is. And you always hear... The argument, well, what about rape and incest, right? Mm -hmm. I have no idea who this guy is that made, he didn't make the TikTok. It was on Live Action Org's uh, TikTok page, which Live Action is a pro-life organization. I have no idea who this guy is, but the banner underneath it said, this man is a result of a mother who was raped. In other words... His mom was raped, but went on ahead to carry him, and he was born. And this man right here is talking, and I want you to listen to what he says. I don't usually speak. I'm just the guy that provides the sound. But this last year, I've been called upon to speak a couple of different times, and I wanted to share something. In the summer of 1970, a 14-year-old girl was raped at a 4th of July party. Nine months later, she gave birth to me. I was given up for adoption, was raised by a Christian family. When my dad uh, had a a policy when we were kids that we could take him aside and ask him what a word meant if we didn't know what it meant. I heard abortion mentioned in school when I was in elementary school by a high schooler and I didn't know what it meant. And the night he explained it to me, I didn't hardly sleep. Because I grew up on a farm where we did everything we could to save every single animal born on that farm. And to know that people were killing their children because they were inconvenient horrified me. And from that day on, I was a pro-lifer. And then in 2002, working on a campaign, I I built this podium right here. And it's not anything great. It's something I threw together on a Saturday. My brother did the welding for me on the metal. But on June 24th of this year, the end of row was announced from a podium of a product of rape that the other side says should not exist. 
The circumstances of my conception do not determine my worth as a human being. Yeah, argue with that. Argue with that. The circumstances of my conception do not determine the worth of my existence. <laughs> I just, I found that yesterday, or it just stumbled across my For You page, and I thought, mm-hmm. holy cow, that is a good one right there. Yeah. You know, and you know, also in this guy's speech, he was he lived on a farm, it sounds like, and noted that they did the best they could to save the life of every single animal mm-hmm. ever born, which all farmers do that. Right. But you know what the difference is? And it's pathetic. That life has the left, value. The left doesn't see value, value in, in life, life mm-hmm. like a farmer sees value mm-hmm. in his livestock. Why? Well, the livestock is there to make you money. The left sees a life as something that costs you money or costs you time mm-hmm. or is an inconvenience. As the, the, the farmer looks at the animal and says, you're not an inconvenience necessarily. And even if you are, you will turn into a prophet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pathetic the way the left thinks about that. And this man right here, I am so glad that his mother put in probably the worst situation. Chose life. Mm-hmm. Put in the worst situation that she did absolutely nothing to deserve. Mm-hmm. Gave up nine months of her her life to give birth. Yeah. And do the right thing. Yeah. In a Christian loving family. And you know what? I, I listened to a sermon one time about this, and it was so hard to listen to because you think about rape and what a terrible, terrible situation that that woman is put in. And regardless, we talk a lot about gender roles and how men are stronger physically than women, period. That is true. And a man can't overtake a woman at any given time. That is, I mean, that is fact. Ryan, if you really wanted to wrestle me down to the ground, you could. Uh I mean, I'm a tough, I'm a tough tough gal, but at the same time, like when, when you're fighting for your life and stuff and and when you're fighting somebody off of you, yes, adrenaline is going both ways. And let me tell you, it doesn't just fall off for a man. Like that man is going to be strong. So in that situation, but, um, the sermon that I was listening to because people were pro-choice in the instance of rape the pastor was saying, or, or the teacher was saying, and if a baby is conceived, what did that baby do? Mm-hmm. That baby didn't do anything. And what a hard stance. Oh my gosh, that hit me in the gut. Like, that's, yeah. That's an innocent life. And that's a true statement. Like, that is true. And that 14 year old girl, I can't imagine being 14 year old, being a 14 year old and being raped. I can't imagine either situation. Like that, right. it's just a terrible thing to even think about, but, um, to be that young and to choose life. Yeah. You know, after something horrendous has happened like that, yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess, and I have no idea back in 1970 when this young lady was 14 years old. Uh-huh. So this guy's nine years older than me, essentially, because he would have been, say he was born in 1970. He'd probably be 52 years old, which that's about what he looked like in that video. Uh, that, that, that young lady must've had some good. Good family, good parents, great people, Mm -hmm. you know, around her. Yeah. And gave the baby up for adoption. Knew the path that they needed to take. And there's nothing wrong with adoption. Absolutely not. One of my best friends, Mm -hmm. one of my best friends in grade school was an adopted child. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, it's just, 
it's, it's, that is so, and what a tough, what a tough conversation to have because so many people would be like, no, if that girl was raped, she needs to get rid of the baby Mm -hmm. period. Oh yeah. Like end of story. Yep. Yeah. And don't think twice about it. You're right. Yeah. You're exactly right. I think somebody told me too, like if, if a woman is raped and actually conceives, like how hard did she fight him off? Like that makes me sick to my stomach thinking about it actually. Because I'm like, how can a woman fight off a man when adrenaline is like... A 14-year-old? Nobody said how old this guy's sperm donor was. Oh, sure. He could have been 40 or exactly. 30. Or even and a bodybuilder. Or so. Who knows? Even 20. Who knows? An 18-year-old could fight, yeah. you know... A, a 14-year-old's not a big person, most generally speaking. It's a child. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's tough. Anyway. it's a, That's a tough conversation to have. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. But I, I loved that TikTok. I, yeah. it, there is a product right there mm-hmm. of everything the left tells us can't be done. And it doesn't need to be done. He right there. He right there epitomizes why it can be done. He's proof. Mm-hmm. He's, he's alive. And I guarantee you, he's got people that love him. He's probably somebody's best friend. Mm-hmm. He gets up and pulls his weight. I'm glad he's an American. You know? Yeah. He deserves to be alive. Absolutely. So... Moving on. Moving on. Foxnews.com. Virginia school downplayed warnings from teacher before she was shot by a six-year-old boy. Have you heard this story? I have heard about the story. I have not read it. A six-year-old boy packed a nine-millimeter into a school and shot his teacher. Mm -hmm. How in the hell? What? I have... I I have no words. A six-year-old boy had somehow or another had access to this gun. Now, this happened in Newport News, uh, Virginia, which is basically a full-on ghetto. I mean, Newport Newport News is not a good town, or at least it's got a hell of a bad ghetto in it. But anyway, uh, teacher warned the boy had said he wanted to light a teacher's body on fire, then watch her die. This is coming from a six-year-old. It's two years older than Alden. Oh, jeez. I know. Officials at the elementary school in Newport News, Virginia, where a first grade teacher was shot by her six-year-old student, apparently downplayed previously com- previous complaints issued by the teacher about the boy, the Washington Post reported on Saturday. Abigail Zwerner, 25 years old, reportedly raised concerns and requested help from school officials relating to the boy's behavior, which apparently included a threat to light the teacher on fire and watch her die. The issue was dismissed according to messages from fellow teachers obtained by the post. So this the six-year-old shot her. She still managed, even though she was injured, to usher all the other kids to safety. And then the situation, however it happened, was neutralized. What in the hell is wrong? Parents. Shitty parents. Shitty parents. You know, and this leads me to a question that I got asked earlier this week. Or, no, it was two weeks ago. So, let me give you a scenario that this person presented to me. And, Jess, listen up. Mm -hmm. And all you listen up, I want to know. Because I don't know what the right thing to do here is. So, imagine three students, okay? Three different people at school. Student A and student B are being assholes to student C. Student C finally gets fed up with it and says he's going to, he or she, 
Student C is going to bring a gun to school, kill student A and student B, and then shoot the rest of the school up. Student A and student B, after hearing this, immediately go tell the principal or guidance counselor or a teacher, whoever. They go rat student C out, right? Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, if this kid says this, you need to go tell somebody. Obviously. Here's the problem. No one else heard student C say this. No teacher heard it. It wasn't caught on camera. Not even another student standing nearby with an earshot heard it to confirm this is actually said. What do you do with student C? Hmm. What's the answer? To me, my brain goes to hearsay. And if there is no proof, but at the, on the other side of that, if it was said and it is just hearsay and then something happens. There I you go. See, I'm thinking about this, like if this actually materialized, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this as a school board member. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the American in me says you're innocent until proven guilty, right. and two people just saying something happened right. doesn't necessarily mean that it did happen. Well, yeah, because... People lie. Well, and, you know, and, and I, girl, didn't, I didn't give the age of these students. Let's just say mean, they're 7th or 8th grade. Mean know. girl's going to mean. Yeah. Mean yeah. girl's going to mean. Always. Mean, girls are mean. Well, and I, I didn't and even, I'm not giving genders of this. I Just anything. I'm just telling you what I know as a girl. In this like, scenario, a, though. A junior high girl, like girls girls are mean. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I could totally see girls whenever I was growing up just making something up. Yeah, a 12 or 13-year-old. I mean, not about G-U-Ns, but... Yeah. Or guns. I don't know why I spelled that out. Probably because Alden is within earshot. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but um, I just... I, I, that person asked me, you know, what, what do you do with yeah. student C? And I because there's no proof. It's just somebody's word versus somebody else's word, and so as a school district, you think, well, we got to take this very seriously, rightfully so. But what if they're lying? See, and therefore you're making decisions off of what ifs, not facts, but what ifs. Yeah, I don't know that there's a good answer, Ryan. I but don't what, know. what if they're not lying? Right. And then you don't do anything, right. and then he really does. You're making decisions decisions off of what if it. It reminds me of the Minority Report, Tom Cruise movie. Like, supposedly there's three people that can tell the future of people going to commit crimes in the future. So they arrest people before they commit crimes, and they haven't done anything yet. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Well, okay. So obviously. To me, it's weird. I mean, this whole thing reminds me of, well, we're just basing everything off of what ifs and the fear that something is going to happen. We are immediately going to the worst case scenario and we are going to act on the worst case scenario. Yeah. That's one option. Right. Right. And But I mean, I don't know. Well, I, you know, here's the way I kind of think about it. If it can be verified, 100%, student C said this. If a teacher, even if a teacher would have heard him say it, that's verified, in my opinion. If a teacher would have overheard this kid saying, I'm going to shoot the school up. Yeah. The kid needs to be expelled from school as fast as, I mean, never allowed on school property again, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. You don't mess around with stuff like that. I don't. I have zero tolerance for that kind of crap. However, to the contrary, if it could be proved that these, that student A and student B made this up, and lied about it, 
I think student A and student B should, should be, be expelled, expelled yeah. from school. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Because that's a big For crying thing. wolf. Yes. Or not that's not even crying wolf. That's flat ass lying. You know, and people's also obviously you know, you don't say you're going to shoot up a school even if you're joking. You just don't say it. Right. Just like you don't say you, you don't there's yell a bomb, bomb on, on a the, plane. Yeah. But here's the difference. If you yell there's a bomb on the plane, there's probably 180 other people that just heard you say that. I was I was thinking of the movie Speed and thinking bomb on the bus, but no. yeah. so I don't know that, that was that was a that's scenario a tough, that a, was a scenario that was presented to me. And here's another reason why that kind that scenario kind of um, kind of hit me in the in the soft spot. Mm. We had an employee that we watched go to get sentenced to prison for the rest of his life, based off of hearsay on hearsay only mm-hmm. of. Uh, child molestation yep right yep which is awful awful but there was zero evidence it was his daughter who was a child who was a child and pissed off that she had rules whenever they moved from tennessee to illinois yep didn't get a pissed off kid Mm -hmm. who didn't get a cell phone and was forced to go to church on sunday uh accused her father and the divorced father from from her mother um of doing the most disgusting and heinous things you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And a, a prosecutor got a hold of it from Springfield, came down to Fairfield, Illinois, presented the case, uh, zero DNA evidence, zero camera, zero pictures, zero mm-hmm. video, nothing. It was nothing but he said, she said. Mm-hmm. And the man got how many years? 100 and- 180. 180 years. He's 40, what, five years old probably, whenever he got... Um, charged. Yeah, and he was my employee. Um, and every, that was, and we went to the trial, so we know what we're yeah. talking about. It's not like we're just yeah, it yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. It was a jury trial, and he got convicted by his peers. He did, and off of nothing, yeah. just hearsay, just hearsay. And I, I, I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I really do. That's not to. If he's guilty, I'm glad he's exactly where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but there wasn't any physical evidence, any physical proof, any pictures, any right. DNA evidence of samples that they had taken from the home. She never went and got a rape kit, right. a rape test done at a hospital, yeah, you know, or, 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 I don't know. It just, like I said, I, it bothers us. It does. It bothers me that, that a man lost his life. I mean, and I was there whenever the, he, the guilty verdict came down. And I was and I was there whenever he got sentenced. I went and visited him in jail whenever he was still in Fairfield before he got sent to Pontiac. And whenever it's such a surreal, I'll I'll, t- I'll be the first to tell you I cried on the way home mm-hmm. because whenever at the sentencing hearing, whenever the judge read the sentence, um, uh, basically six counts at what thirty years, yeah, mm-hmm. and served consecutively so that's 180 years i i watched a man lose his life without dying mm-hmm. and i watched the the color go out of his face he was wearing a carhartt jacket and he just turned to me and see he could have pled guilty for it and served two years and been back out sure but he didn't do it because he's like i didn't he told me he said i didn't do this i'm not going to plead guilty to something i didn't do mm-hmm I said, you know, Raymond, you're you're taking a big risk here, man. If 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 they do convict you, you're, you're going to go to jail forever, or more than likely. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to admit to something I didn't do. 
And whenever the judge read that and I watched the color go out of his face and he turned around and he looked at me and I was about his only friend that he had anywhere. Um, especially in that courtroom that day. And he just, he looked at me flushed face and he took his Carhartt coat off and gave it to me. He goes, well, I don't guess I need this anymore. Mm. And I mean, talk about trying to beat back tears in a courtroom and, and just, I just, I just can't believe, I, I don't feel like true justice was served right there. Mm-hmm. Now we still get letters from him in prison and everything. And, 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 um, he's, he's working on an appeal and I hope so bad it goes through for him. Um, but really his only hope besides the appeal of getting out of jail is for this young lady to come out and say this, I made all that up mm-hmm. and that would get him acquitted. But, um, that's a tough situation right there. And I, and, but I don't have any tolerance for somebody that actually does something like that and gets caught. Mm-hmm. I, that those assholes deserve to go to jail. As a matter of fact, I, uh, Ron DeSantis, I just read, uh, on Twitter, I think, uh, has proposed that anybody convicted of child rape automatic sentence of life in prison. Mm. So I like that if you're convicted of it and, and they have proof that it happened. Great. But this, the, the, he said, she said shit. I don't, I just, we can all say anything we want about anybody, anyone we want. See, and I feel like some of these like child protective services workers, they just take advantage of their role. And sometimes when, when something isn't there, they make something there. And this guy worked 70 to 80 hours a week. He was a hard worker. Yeah. And we can vouch for that for two and a half years. Yeah. Um, he he worked 70 to 80 hours a week. Seven when days you, a week. When you work those kind of hours, you are barely home. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, it's. But the, but the CPS workers, that's what I was going to say. The CPS workers are the ones who just kind of make something of nothing. Well, he's an absent father. He's, you know, and when he comes home, he's just he's a tired. tank truck driver. Yeah, he's just a loser just dad. Just an oil and, field trash was junkie. he the best dad no he admitted not. and he, he admitted he admitted there were certain situations but it was all based on hearsay and this this child up there on the stand she was 18 years old at the time um her entire attitude was just like rebellion and just i'm gonna get him i don't care what it takes it wasn't any kind of remorse. i want to go back to tennessee i want to yeah. get out of illinois i want to go live with my grandma and grandpa where i was free to do whatever i wanted whenever yeah. i wanted yeah I have my own cell phone, no rules, right? whatever. And he was trying, he was trying, and then it kicked him in the rear. Yeah. But I, I believe the truth will prevail in Raymond's case. And, and, um, right. That's, that's what I believe. But I do think that these CPS workers have entirely too much power in cases like these. Uh, and yeah, it's just, a, just tough. It's tough. sad. Yeah, it's sad. So we don't we don't put a whole lot of stock in hearsay. I was, I threw up twice when I was pregnant, and one time, was during Raymond's case. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Anyway. Uh, here's a funny story or okay. interesting one from the New York Post. Okay. Mom sues school after being booted as volunteer over OnlyFans page. <laughs> what? So you have this mother somewhere in Florida who has an OnlyFans account. Okay. Do we all know what that is? Ryan, I, Ryan can you explain what an OnlyFans... Because I, my sister didn't know what this was up until about a month ago. Well, and there are plenty of people in Bone Gap, I'm sure, that don't know what the OnlyFans is. Mm-hmm. So, and tell me if I... I've never been on it, so tell me if I explain it. Basically, it's a, it's a website where any man or woman could get on there, charge you to see them strip. 
or do provocative things in, in scantily clad clothing, right? Everybody's heard the joke. Let's take pictures of our feet and become millionaires, you know, or let's sell our feet pictures. This is this is the site that you do that. <laughs> People, so you yeah do all kinds of weird stuff yeah, and some yeah. some people are amateur strippers and they get on there and they, they do their act well this mother is one of them okay so a florida mom is suing her kid's school district which barred her as a volunteer over her racy only fans account victoria snooks trees snooks i guess is her stage name or uh, oh sure <laughs> i'd like to know the parent that actually found out about it <laughs> <laughs> Did they release that person? Because guaranteed... Oh, it was sent anonymous. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I read that in the article. <laughs> Victoria Snooks Treese, 31, a heavily tattooed blonde who posts sexually explicit image on the adult oh, app, geez. filed a lawsuit against Orange County Public Schools after being told in 2021 she could no longer take part in the Addition Volunteer Program. So I looked up what the Addition Volunteer Program was, okay. just so I could tell you guys. All it is, it's a, it's a volunteer program for the Orange County Schools, it looks like, where a, a parent can volunteer to help out with anything, mm -hmm. whether it be planning some sort of party or just a, a helping a teacher out, whatever. It's just a volunteer position. So it, I guess she's now booted from being able to do that. Um, Therese, a mother of two students at Sand Lake Elementary School, was outed as a sexy online model by another, quote-unquote, concerned parent who sent a sure. letter to officials. Many other parents of children in Orange County schools are also participants in OnlyFans as well as other adult-oriented professions, such as topless dancing, adult-themed acting, online sexting, among others. Uh, this is what her attorneys, John Zelensky and Mark Najame, said in a statement Wednesday. To paint Miss Treese with the modern-day equivalent of a scarlet letter has left Miss Treese with no other option than filing suit. What she was doing, she was doing in her off time. It's not illegal, but yet we have a morality police with the Orange County School Board and whatever administrators made this horrific decision. We're in California, Orange Florida. County? Florida. 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 Okay. okay. So she also said in this story that when she does volunteer, she's fully dressed. She looks like a normal human being. She doesn't act like anything at school. What do you think about this? Initially, I think it doesn't matter what she does in her off time. It's none of the school's business. Like, I, like you know there are some women who have children that are strippers. It's, sure. not, it's not right for that school to discriminate on their profession. And, and say they can't volunteer for... Yeah. Why why is that not okay? Yeah. You know what's happened. What's that? Well, you know what's happened here. Some wife has found out that their husband has been looking at these pictures or videos or whatever online, and she's gotten ticked off. And her husband's picking the kid up at school, and here this volunteer is. He's like, uh-uh, that ain't happening no more. Yeah, no, she's going to be, I am going to make sure she's not at any school function. So, I'm I'm kidding. I'm just sitting here thinking, if this, was, if this was... In Alden School. It, which is a super Christian, right. prestigious... like. Okay, I'm just sitting here thinking, if this happened in the in the school district that I represent on the school board, yeah. what would my answer be? I honestly think, as much as I don't think she shows much class being on OnlyFans, sure. I think that's a... There's not too noble of a profession, but hey, that's just my opinion. Um, I, I As long as she was being not provocative provocative at, at school being a volunteer or 
passing her <laughs> business card out to the parents when they pick their kids up. <laughs> or the children, you know. You know, she's a volunteer. If she wants to make some cookies and bring them in for a birthday party, great. Yeah. Great. I, I don't think I could say, I don't think I can make the motion to say this woman should be banished. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. She is suing the school district for a million dollars for this. For discrimination? Mm-hmm. Really? A million dollars is what they're seeking. Well, I hope yeah. she gets it, because I think it's discriminating. Right. Do I agree with the profession, or would I do it on my own? No, absolutely not. But is it any of my business what somebody does on, the, does on their off time? Right. Or what do, what they do for a profession? No. Yeah, I, it would it would kind of be like, um, let me think, the people that work political, you know, like a political campaign. Say somebody runs the political campaign for Ron DeSantis, and they're going to school and they sign up for the volunteer program, and her name is Robin. And let's say Robin is volunteering and then somebody says we can't support robin because she is the campaign director for ron DeSantis, and we are a left leaning yeah, yeah yeah that would be discrimination against her yeah. like that, to yeah. me that's the same thing yeah is yeah. it no because the yeah. professions are different you've got a you've got a professional like professional dressed politically correct or politically incorrect however you want to see it you've morality got, police yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, got, that's, the, that's the name they used for that, that article, Morality Police. I don't think it's anybody's business. Yeah. Do you? No. No, I don't. I okay. mean, I. <laughs> that is an occupation I would never teach any of my kids to get into, male sure. or female. Right. Like, but, look how much money I made last month yeah, doing this. <laughs> but there are some people that make some serious cash doing yeah. that shit. Yeah. But yeah. Not interesting. Anyway. Um, yeah. So... Was it two weeks ago? We said we need. If we're getting so damn much news out of New York. We almost need a New York theme. Yeah, <laughs> we got some pretty good emails about songs. We did. Some we did. Frank Sinatra tunes. One was a Billy Joel. Yeah, we love that one. That was a good one. It's just nobody knows it, but that was that was a really good. And tune. we couldn't find a way. We really liked it. New York State of Mind, I think, is what it was called. Yes, which is funny because we went with the Jay Z New York. We State went of Mind. with this one. Yeah. So. In your New York update. Jessica is over here getting down. Have I ever been to New York? No. <laughs> well, uh. it's just as bad as California. It's starting to look uh. like. So from the New York Post headline, tons of food gets tossed daily by NYC hotel because migrants won't eat it. <sighs> so I guess in New York, there is a multitude of hotels. They're getting these migrants coming in illegally. They're ending up in New York, and somebody's got to do something. What's Eric Adams doing? Putting them in four-star hotels in New York, paying for it mm -hmm. to the tune of $500 per room per night. Taxpayers are paying this. 
Nearly a ton of taxpayer-provided food gets tossed in the trash every day at a massive Manhattan hotel being used to house migrants because they'd rather secretly cook their own meals on dangerous hot plates a whistleblowing <laughs> worker has revealed. <laughs> Disturbing photos show garbage bags full of sandwiches and bagels awaiting disposal at the four-star ROW NYC hotel near Times Square, where the city pays a daily rate as high as $500 per room hotel employee Felipe Rodriguez Philippe Rodriguez told the Post, It's a crime to be throwing out so much food, he said. Other image show a hotel room littered with empty beer cans and bottles following a wild World Cup viewing party in November, Rodriguez said. Taxpayer money is paying for these illegals to stay in four-star hotels. How often do we stay in a four-star hotel? Never. I don't know. I don't think we ever have. Is the Westin in St. Louis, is that a four-star? That's a nice hotel. I don't know if it registers as four-star. Let me look it up. Okay. I'll look it up while you're talking. Okay. Let me tell you another reason that this is significant. I would bet a bush light. It's a four and a half star. It's a four and a half star. The Westin, yeah. Okay. Okay. But I would bet a bush light that this is a slush fund for the Democratic Party. Oh, guaranteed. You know why? Because I'm sure some of those hotels that these migrants are staying in are of the chain Hyatt. Who owns Hyatt? The Pritzkers. The Pritzkers. Who's the Pritzkers? Who is the... Why do I know that name? Pritzker, Pritzker, Pritzker. Oh, J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois. I guarantee you the other owners of these hotels, this is just a sneaky little, sneaky ass little way that the Democrats can get money using, get taxpayer dollars funneled into their businesses in turn. They can take out of their business and support liberal causes, agendas, and candidates. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this row NYC hotel. Ryan, we've never stayed at anything like this. That's a nice one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, woo. Yeah. All updated amenities and crazy art-looking stuff. We've never stayed in a hotel. It's, it, I mean, the hotels are a lot smaller. The rooms are a lot smaller than what we would probably be used to, but. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Anyway, there's I your. I can't find the rate, the daily rate. Well, it says in the I mean, article, $500 per room per night. That, that just, that is a mind-boggling amount of money. That these people are making off these migrants on the backs of hardworking taxpayers. What the heck? It's awful. Awful. So, uh oh. We have a California update also? Dude, we got it all. gentlemen california knows how to party they also know how to tax the ever-living shit out of their residents let's read this are you ready from townhall.com california democrats have found a new way to punish its residents (laughs) california is undoubtedly solidifying its status as a deep blue hellhole Pushing a new tax policy. <laughs> I love that. This is an opinion piece, but it's okay. still a story. Yeah, and it's yeah. worth talking about. I like it. 
pushing a new tax policy that punishes the job-creating and investing class and those who have already left the state for better pastures. There's reason why billionaire entrepreneurs don't do business in California. Its job environment is a job killer. Go figure. You tax the shit out of people, they don't stick around. I mean, I've got a story here from three weeks ago that we've never got to on the podcast about how Illinois is losing, losing, losing population, like fast now, because of liberal Democrat taxes, taxes, and ideology. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> this is good. Assemblyman Alex Lee, a progressive Democrat, last week introduced a bill in the California state legis- legislature that would impose an extra 1.5% tax on those with a, get this, worldwide net worth above $1 billion starting as early as January 2024. And as early as 2026, the threshold for being taxed would drop. Those with a worldwide net worth exceeding $50 million would be hit with a 1% annual tax on wealth, while billionaires would, be still, be, would still be taxed 1.5%. Let's, let's think about this. They're going to tax you on stuff that probably is not liquid. It's not money. It's like a billionaire. A billionaire doesn't generally have a billion dollars in the cash bank. sitting in the bank. It's wrapped up in assets. It's wrapped up in stocks. You go start nailing pe- and mind you, this is, they've already paid the taxes on this money, this income that they use to own the stuff they've owned. Mm-hmm. You know, this is after tax wealth, and now you're going to tax it again. No wonder nobody wants to stay in California or any place that wants to pull this shit, right? Mm-hmm. This story gets even better. Like, I, I cannot believe this. And I got another soundbite for you right whenever I get to this. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. The current version just introduced includes measures to allow California to impose wealth taxes on residents even years after they left the state and moved elsewhere. Yeah. I yeah. You pack up and leave and they still hit you? Uh enter soundbite now. That's good, Ryan. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotel California, where you can check out but never leave. No kidding. <laughs> can no you believe kidding. that? No. They're going to chase you down. Mm-hmm. I remember your cousin Kent talking about um, he's got a residence in California and in, in Tennessee, and you, he has to prove, and this was years ago when this happened, but mm-hmm. he has to prove that he spends like... X amount of time. Yeah, more than 50% of his time in Tennessee yep. versus California. Rush Limbaugh used to have to do the same thing. When mm-hmm. he moved to Florida but kept his apartment in uh, in New York, York mm-hmm. they would, I don't know if it's an audit or what they do, but they want to know how many days were you in New York because we're going to tax your income of those days that yes. you were here. And then Kent actually said that he had a buddy whose wife stayed in California too long. And they, they proved it. They went and backtracked and audited and all kinds of stuff. And they proved that she was at a spa like one or two days too long. That, and they gotten, yeah, they were taxed heavily that year. This is, this is how you know your government is way too big. Yes. Way too big. Yeah, they've got too much time on their hands. Well, we've got enough resources and a government big enough to actually go through receipts to figure out what state you are in and when. Yes. It, bullshit. It's yeah. absolute bullshit. Such bullshit. Talk about something that's not bullshit. Okay. <laughs> How about that big announcement we have? Oh. 
Are we getting towards the end of the show? I think we are. We've been okay. going an hour and a half. We've given oh, them a yeah. good program today. Oh, going back, before we go forward, Okay. going back to that Row Hotel that you were just talking about, yeah. I'm on their website right now. Do you know what it says? Go ahead. The Row, and I don't know if it's R-O-W or Row. It's R-O-W or Row. Yeah, okay. You yeah. don't know how. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The NYC Hotel is closed until further notice. Yeah, because it's full of migrants. This is a nice place. Yeah. Closed until further notice because it's full of illegal immigrants. Do you think that we as taxpayers are paying for? Or the New York taxpayers. The New Yorkers. Well, I, I, I don't you know. think there's not federal dollars know. going into I that? I bet there are. There's I bet federal we are dollars going for, into yeah. that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Awful. So Abbott ships them from Texas up to New York and yeah, that's for and headlines. A lot happens. of them find their way up there anyway. Oh, sure, because yeah. that's where they want to go. Like they, it's not like they all ended up there because DeSantis and Abbott has sent them there. <laughs> that's not the way that works. Not all of them are there no. because of what you're saying. Is not all of course, them the one there. DeSantis don't send them to New York. He sends them to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, hey. It's funny. We made a few jokes, like if we ever lost our passports, like we were coming across the Rio. Yeah, and yeah people's like, don't lose your totally passport fine. whenever you're in Mexico. We'll we're like, oh, fine. hell, we'll find a ride back up to yeah. the Rio Grande. We'll get in, get a free phone and a ride home. Ain't no thing. <laughs> Maybe have a baby it? in the States and see what happens. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, shoot. Anyways, okay, getting back to the big announcement. Moving on to our big announcement. Um, Jess and I have put a lot of thought into this. And we are super excited uh, to present this opportunity uh, to the youth of America primarily. But it goes for anybody. What we are going to do is we have set aside $3,000. And we are going to offer three individual scholarships of $1,000 for any student to go to a trade school, or university to learn a trade. So what's a trade? <laughs> Let me go through this with you. A trade can be a HVAC technician, welder, electrician, plumber, hairstylist, chef, auto mechanic, aircraft mechanic. If you want to go get your CDL because you just want to, you're out of high school and you just want to be a truck driver, cool. A pilot, a hydraulics technician, those are just to name a few, and it's not limited to those, but it's to name a few. Right, Jess? Right. How excited are you to be able to do this? Very excited. We have been, Jess and I have been so blessed just in business, and and we're not by no means rich at all, but we've just been so blessed that, you know, we can, I hate the term give back. It's not give back because I don't owe anybody anything, so I'm not giving it back. I didn't borrow anything. We've earned what we have, and we want to share it. So this is what we're going to do. So, Jess, how do our wonderful listeners go about applying? Well, um, the requirements, we've, we've decided on three requirements. We need a letter of interest that includes name, address, phone number, and email, and um, like a statement of why you're interested in applying for this, why you're a good candidate, your plans for your future, that type of thing. Um, we also need your enrollment information from the institution that you're enrolled at, whether that you be a university or a trade school or a, uh, two year school, or some kind of program that's going to have your student ID on it. It's going to have your enrollment information for the summer or fall of 2023. 
And then we also want to see two letters of recommendation. And that can be from a former boss, teacher, supervisor, anybody you're not technically related to. Now, if your boss is your super, is your dad or your brother or cousin or uncle or whatever, that's fine. We can, we understand how that works and we will accept right. that. But um, we prefer not it to be, you know, oh, Sally Jo is my daughter and I recommend her for this because she really needs the thousand dollars to go, right. <laughs> you know, right. uh, just because she's my daughter. <laughs> so right. we want to see yeah. some work ethic and um, something that gives some, I guess, meat to your experience as as a young person tell or us, as, a, as an adult tell us yeah. why you deserve our money mm-hmm. you know and then as for getting the money to them how are we going to do that we're just going to write will, them a check we will write the institution a check and and typically how that works is that you will whoever is providing that scholarship they have two options they can either give that money directly to the recipient or they can give it directly to the institution through a foundation what happens what we are going to do ryan and i are going to do we will write the check directly to the institution so yes period because <laughs> it's pretty simple I was in college one time, mm-hmm. and if somebody just gave me a check for a thousand dollars, we could use I it for rent. See a lot of bush light and yeah. frozen pizzas. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, so the so, deadline is April thirtieth, and we will announce recipients by May fourteenth of this year. So and the it's reason, coming up. yes, and the reason we're going to do that is because maybe somebody is going to be going to summer classes, you know, entering to get a CDL right out of school, and boom. We mm-hmm. want to, if, if you're the one we choose, one of the three, we, yeah. we can help you. Yeah. And, um, so that, that's the reason for the timeline. Now, here's what I don't want. If you plan on going to the university of tuna fish and studying Portuguese bagpipe history during the Renaissance, well, that's not a marketable skill. <laughs> No. And I'm not going to give you a damn penny. As a matter of fact, I'll probably give you a piece of my mind. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to a college, any college, anywhere to study political science, oh. you are automatically, I'll uh, probably just make fun of you. Oh, Ryan. I'm just telling you, oh, political Ryan. science is a worthless degree. Mm. Worthless. What about nursing? That's a trade. Okay. Yeah. That's somebody that's going to have a marketable skill. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. I want to help people that okay. want to provide a marketable skill, something they can take their skill and earn a living with. So I, okay, this is a good question. I studied workforce education. What would you say? You better have a good letter of recommendation. <laughs> okay. I'm just All telling right. you. I mean, in my profession was in HR, human resources, which provides a good living. Yeah. It's not exactly who I'm looking yeah. for. Okay. All just right. telling you. That's okay. I mean, if you want to go to university and just study business, I'm not going to dis- yeah, you're general disqualified. Business. Yeah, business. You're disqualified. If you want to go to university and study agribusiness economics, I'm not going to. No. That's not marketable. But if I can call you and you can come fix my air conditioner in, on July 4th, that's marketable. Those are the people I'm looking for. And, and, and here's the other thing. A lot of people think about scholarships and they think these are for kids fresh out of high school. Or of the college age. And primarily, yeah, you're right. And that's primarily who I expect to get stuff from. But if you're in your mid-30s and you're like, well, you know, I've always wanted to. 
X, weld. I've always wanted to be an auto mechanic or electrician or plumber or something like that. It's just I've never really pulled the trigger. Now I'm getting to a point where I could just about afford it, but, man, it would help if I could get just a little more help. Apply. Try. I can, Obviously, not everybody's going to get it, but apply. It's not necessarily limited to college-age kids, right? Right. We want to help everybody. Um, we thought about doing six $500 scholarships. We've opted for the three one thousands. I, I don't, it just seems like it's more punch. And quite frankly, it'd be less work to do three one thousands. And we'll just, this is year one. We will see where this goes. But if you're, if we, all demographics listen to this show, we've got kids that listen to the show. If you are one of those kids and are interested, apply. If you're a parent and have a kid, apply, have them apply. Grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, you know how it goes. Just try it. We'll see what happens. So there is our big announcement. And I, I, I can honestly say that I'm really proud that Jess and I can do this. And we're blessed. And we just want to share our blessings. So hello, Jessica. Whenever they get these filled out, what do they do? Email they just them? email them to us, yeah. Bushels Whenever they get them one. ready, yeah. Okay. And yeah, I'll, I'll get something, uh, like a, a form, not a form, but a, just a piece of paper that shows our requirements that anybody can look at and submit their application through. Right. That kind of thing. And if you're not on, well, are you going to post it maybe on Facebook? I'll, I'll post or? it on Telegram. I'll get you a copy for Facebook here okay. next week sometime. Okay. Yeah, but... And there'll be plenty of also, time. Also, if if you want one, I'm sure you can email mm-hmm. and Jess will attach it and send it to you. Sure. So. I sure will. Okay. Yeah. But remember that we have a Telegram channel, Bushels and Barrels. Um, I'm pretty active on that one. I'm on Twitter. I don't know what handle mine is either. <laughs> well, so I'm Bushels and Barrels on Twitter. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that was a good program, I think. Awesome. And I'm excited about this. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about here before we call her a day? I don't. Well, Paul Pelosi's footage was just released. I have my phone is blowing up on that. So, oh boy, <laughs> my watch has been going off like crazy, and I'm going, "What in the world is happening?" But oh, yeah, okay. so the footage has been released. I got you. Maybe we can talk yeah. about that next week. Maybe we are going to try to get back on the normal Friday routine. Mm. I'm caught up hauling. You grain said now, that before. So. I know, but so. now I'm caught up hauling grain. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll we will see you next week. That's for yes. sure, right? Yes. All right. Well, folks, we're going to get out of here. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Jesus Christ is still king. And Leah Thomas is still a boy. Is still a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be back. We will see you next week. Adios.